Welcome to the Midlife Men podcast with me, Philip Briscoe. In this episode, I talk to Scott Alton Johnson, the founder of the Proper Blokes Club, a walking and talking community project for men's mental health based in London. Scott talks about his aims for the project, how he's building support brotherhood for its members, who he calls his lads. And then I talk to Danny and find out how the Proper Blokes Club has helped him with his mental and physical health. Welcome to the Midlife Men podcast, Scott. Can you start by telling me about the Proper Blokes Club and why you set it up? Yeah, so basically what the club is, it's a peer-to-peer support group for men to encourage them to talk and to improve their well-being and and try and break down that stigma of men talking about how they really feel on men's mental health. It's just to get men talking about what really matters and trying to put a dent in those shocking figures that 75% of men are, are, of the suicide rate are taking their own life. And 75% of those who are doing it are, are men. So it's definitely something we need to do more as a sort of a nation, I guess. But I guess we're just doing our own little bit down here in London. But there's uh, some other good projects around the country that are trying to do the same. So just getting the conversation started and, and making sure that men are in a safe space to open up and talk. How many men do you think you've got who take part in your different walks? I think the last time we, uh, so the last time we looked, so we do a sort of weekly check, and I think we've got around two hundred, just over two hundred lads within our WhatsApp groups. We have for, for the areas that we function in, but we have around between sixty and seventy lads physically participating each week in the walk. So someone could come one week and not come for three weeks, but still have that conversation if they want to within the WhatsApp group. So. We're trying to maintain that um, feeling that we have on the walks so they can have it 24-7 used in the WhatsApp group. And so what, if someone comes along your group, what would they expect? Just a safe environment to talk, really. And then what they'll what find is there'll be a lot of lads that have probably been through something similar or they can relate to in terms of how they're feeling, stuff like that. So it really gives you that reassurance that you're not the only one that's, that's suffering in that way. So it gives you that feeling of you're not alone which I think is one of the big things. Although we know that a lot of people are suffering around the world or, or wherever that may be, we feel we're isolated within our issue, whatever it may be. But when you come to a group like ours and many of the other groups that are around, you realise you're not suffering in silence and you're not suffering alone. So we sort of create that brotherhood, that community really of lads coming together for the same causes. What's the kind of background of the, the lads that come along? You know, are they from different walks of life, occupations, ages? How would you describe, you know, your, yeah, your average average person in your, one of your groups? It's a real diverse group, really. We've got people from different religions, sexual orientations, from 18 to I think the oldest one we've got now is 81, I believe, which is amazing. And we've got everyone in between. And all from a variety of walks of life, really. We've got doctors, we've got people that are unemployed, we've got people that are working in shops, we've got people that have got their own businesses people that are quite well off people that might be struggling a little bit and i think it's a real good advert for no matter where you come from or what you do you can actually come together with someone and and find some common ground so it's a real good advert of people coming together from different areas in life and it it proves that 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 it does work when you put it into action so it's a real diverse group it's a real great space for people to leave all that stuff at work or at home and and just come back and you're just a just a normal bloke just going about your day-to-day business and and you're finding that in common with somebody else. So you mentioned there are a WhatsApp group. So are you finding that there's support, you know, amongst the groups outside of the walks as well? 
is there a kind of community developing as a result of the walking groups? Yeah, definitely. Um, we have the WhatsApp groups in place for a reason. Basically, if you was to come to a walk on a Monday evening and there's nothing to report or you're doing fine, but obviously we still encourage people to come down and support others. But on that Tuesday, something might happen that might rock you a little bit and you need that support. So you can relay that in the WhatsApp group and, and you can still maintain that conversation or that chat or that safe environment that we do on the walks. So you've got it constantly throughout the week. And is there a leader in the group? Is there someone who helps to um, you know, manage the discussions? It was all self, self-managed. So what we have, we have walk leaders for every group who are people that I liaise with just to make sure everything's going okay and being a point of contact. And they do that. We're in a WhatsApp group. It's a bit, bit more of a, just anyone can message any time in there. Like, like a lot of us will say good morning in there, for instance. And then some people might say what's gone good in their day or whatever it might be or something bad. It doesn't make no difference. But I don't put a question in and start a topic each day. It's just a space for people to talk if they need it. In terms, obviously, as I said, the walk leaders, they are like my point of contact stand at the walk. So if anyone new is coming along, I can give them the name of the person that's come in, but then I can also give the person their contact details of running late or because when they come up to a group of lads, it might be a bit nerve-wracking saying, oh, is this the walking club? Like, at least they've got a name to, to say, oh, is John down here tonight? And then John will know that he's coming. Do you know what I mean? So there's a bit of that familiarity at the very very beginning to try and make it a bit more of um, an easy transition in coming. And how do men find out about local groups? You know, how are you promoting what you're doing? So what we've been doing up to date is um, relying heavily on people retweeting, sharing, popping on their stories on um, social media and stuff like that. And obviously word of mouth. Um, we've not long ago become officials so and we're a community interest company, which allows us to apply for funding and stuff like that. So we're slowly but surely getting actual budget for marketing. So we'll be able to go to events, we'll be able to find more creative ways to spread the word about what we're doing. But at, at the moment, currently, it's a uh, word of mouth. And basically some flyers we've got up and stuff like that and uh, heavy social media presence and stuff like that. So so that's how we get the word out there at the moment. How did you come up with the name, Scott? It's just something just a play with words, really. Like I thought it'd be a good conversation starter, which it is. Uh, there's always someone, what's a proper bloke? What's a, and people got a, a misconception of what a bloke is sometimes as well. So it's good to have a chat with them about, about it and try and change their conception of what it actually is. It really just started with a fun play with words, really, and yeah, it's 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 a good it's a good conversation starter, at least. So, do you think times are changing? Do you think you know traditionally, a lot of men wouldn't talk about their feelings or problems because you know it might be perceived to be a sign of weakness? Do you think that's changing now? And if it is, how are you know men, especially men who are older, you know, in the middle age, how are they adapting to that? Do you think? Yeah, I think there's definitely um, a change in the tide of the conversations happening now. There's still a lot of work to go, but at least it's being spoke about a lot more, and especially those from the older generation. Yeah, a lot of them are slowly changing their mindset of how mental health is um, dealt with rather than the old man up or grow a pair or whatever it may be. I think actually a lot of those guys are probably coming out now and um, having conversations. Like I said, the, the age range from what we're having, I think, majority of them are between sort of 30 and 50 but we have some older ones which i've had some great conversations with and it might have been the first of a time that they've had a conversation about how they're feeling because that's how they're just wired but it's definitely changing i think the next generation that comes through it won't be as much of a problem but i think it's something that's always going to be there like a lot of things but 
I think if we can make positive inroads to change it, it's going to get better through time and through generations. But it's it's definitely getting better than it was previously. And are you have you got plans to expand then right across London and, and beyond? Right now, where do you offer your walking groups, and you know where where are you planning to to open up some new ones? Yeah, so at the moment we're only operating in London just to manage it a little bit because I, I sort of run it all myself at the moment, other than the sort of walk leaders that have on the, on the walks. But we're London based at the moment because it's easier to sort of easier to get hold of. But um, we've had a lot of interest from other big cities and places within England and stuff like that, so national. So hopefully the next maybe. Probably next year, we're looking more to expanding into other places outside of London, but we just want to focus on London at the moment and try and get as many Londoners talking as we can and then, and then slowly spread that out of the capital. Great. Well, that's, that's really good to hear. Well, Scott, thank you very much for talking to us today. Really no interesting. Problem. Good luck with everything. What I would urge is just for some people right. that whoever's listening to it, just never feel that you're alone like there's so many good organizations out there that can support and help you and if anyone is feeling in a, in a moment where they need that support whether it's crisis help or not there's lots of people out there and, and act on it straight away once you feel that way because before you know it, you start trying to talk yourself out out of it so um if you need that support go out and get it as quick as you can I'm very pleased to be joined now by Danny. Welcome to the Midlife Men podcast. So Danny, you're one of Scott's lads and regularly join the walks. Could you start by telling me the circumstances that led you to the Proper Blokes Club? I think it was a bit of a perfect storm of events, really. I'd suffered a long period of ill health. I sort of lost my way and my direction at work because of it. I was put on a lot of weight because of the treatment that I was receiving. And it was just a case of what blokes normally do, ask if you're okay and say you're fine when you're really not. And I think it was just a case of being able to be in an environment where it was okay not to be okay. And was there a point where you realised that you needed to do something? Was there a a tipping point? I think there was. My best friend actually pointed me in the direction of the Proper Blokes Club. I'd seen it on social media and floating about and sort of said to myself, like, no, it's not really for you. It's not really what you want. And being a walking group and being a guy that was like eight stone heavier than I am now, it was like, do I really want to go walking? You know, so I'd avoided it really for a few months until my best friend basically said to me that, you know, you've got to get this done. You've got to make a change here. But that's when I reached out to Scott. And did you look for any other help? Yeah, I'd spoken to my GP. It was the usual, you know, offer of antidepressants and, you know, online CBT courses and nothing was really a good fit. I tried the CBT courses online and they were a bit new age for me. I think it's a polite term. So, yeah, there wasn't a good fit. Is there something you wish someone had asked you? I wish I'd been honest with people. That's the thing, like, because you know what blokes are like. Your mate says to you, you okay, mate? Yeah, I'm fine, you? You know, and and you're not. That was the big difference. It It was okay not to be okay. So tell me about your first experience going along to one of the walks. Yeah, so the first experience was just a one-to-one with Scott around the local area. I suppose like we decided we'd walk for half an hour or so, and that turned into at least two hours. Just chatting, just telling each other our stories, and 
and basically just being open with each other. And it seemed easier because Scott wasn't a friend. He wasn't a family member. It was easier just to let go, I think. And how did you feel after that first walk? Did you feel like you'd made the right decision? Absolutely, yeah. I felt like a weight had been lifted off me. I felt like being honest with the first person, I was able to be honest with other people. That was a big kickstart, really, because I joined sort of two years ago now during the lockdowns and the one-to-one meets and things like that. So it was quite nice just doing one-to-one walks with other blokes from the group and hearing their stories and how similar they were to mine in some regards. So did it help you to understand that you weren't alone in how you were feeling? Absolutely. And it normalised it. It normalised being able to speak about the issues I was having because you was able to recognise yourself on every walk with the other bloke. You know, you you was able to recognise your own neuroses and your own issues and it was really helpful. So you found this better than the CBT that you've been pointed to? Absolutely, because it wasn't someone basically telling you how you feel. It was a two-way conversation with someone who felt the same way. And you could offer advice and help to each other. Well, this worked for me. Well, that didn't work for me. Well, I've tried this or I've done that. And how about in a group situation? So after lockdown? They came later on, obviously. They came about four or five months later, I think, thinking back, where we was meeting at the Belfast on the Thames in groups of anything from four to 24. And it was just so familiar and so nice to be speaking to people that had the same problems you had for different reasons. I think I went into it with a lot of preconceived ideas. I thought it'd be a bit, um, you know, it's your turn to hold the talking stick, you know, but it really wasn't. It was just, it was just lads being honest with each other. And if you wanted to open up and talk about your problems or your issues, you could, but there was no pressure to do that either. So how have you felt it's helped you then? It's helped me in a lot of ways. Um, obviously, it's helped me lose the weight that I was struggling with from my treatment. It, it's helped me be more honest with my family and my other friends. And it's also, I think, it's, it's helped me to help other people that are suffering the same sort of thing because you can give them first-hand experience. And do you feel better is probably the wrong word, but do you feel different now? I do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think... Mental health, especially in men, is very isolating. And you do feel alone. And being part of the group has illustrated that you're not. Okay, you might all be there for different reasons and you're all from different backgrounds and you're all from different jobs and social standing or economic standing or race or creed, but the issues are the same. It's a great leveller. What advice would you give to anyone who was feeling similar to you were feeling? I think the first thing I would advise is to reach out to someone. It doesn't matter who it is, is what I found. doesn't have to be your GP. doesn't have to be your best friend. It could just be someone, you know, that you trust, really, that you can be confidential with. And I think that's the first step. And can you tell me a bit more about the walks? themselves so you you will meet up at uh, you said the belfast on the thames are the walks really secondary to the conversations that you have no i don't think they are secondary because i think the act of walking actually takes your mind off the talking it seems to just flow the action of actually moving helps the speaking i don't think it's secondary i think they're hand in hand and so to anyone that was perhaps a bit nervous about joining because 
you know, that they're not used to walking or thinking it might be too far, what advice would you give them? Well, I had exactly the same issues. I had exactly the same issues. And the great thing about the lads is no one walks alone. You know, obviously you can't walk in a group of 20 blokes walking down the street, but people will drop back and they'll talk to you and people rotate. And, you know, you, you can go on one of the walks and end up having eight different conversations with eight different people that night. You know, so don't be worried that you're going to be left behind. Don't be worried that, you know, you're not going to keep up because if you can't keep up or you need a break, we'll wait for you. And so is there support outside of the walks as well? There is. We've got WhatsApp groups where you can just like pop in something about the football or you can put that you're having a really tough time today. You know, and the great thing about the WhatsApp groups is there's always a lad around with some advice or able to come and meet you and maybe go for a coffee or, you know, it's, it's turned into a real community. So I like the way that Scott calls everyone lads, regardless yeah. of their age. That's specific to the proper blokes club, is it? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. It's quite specific to Scott. I mean, he's so enthusiastic for the group. He's so enthusiastic about championing men's mental health. And I think that rubs off on everyone. I mean, on our first walk, one of the first things he said to me is, you're only going to get as much out of this as you put in. And that's absolutely true. That worked out to be absolutely true. If, if, you, put, if you put stuff in trying to get to know people and they'll try to get to know you and you build a bond. How did you lose the weight? How did you lose the eight stone? I mean, a lot of it was diet. I'm not big on gyms or anything like that. But when I first met Scott, I mean, I was sort of halfway through that journey, uh, about 19 stone. And the walking obviously helped with that. But it was also Scott giving like advice and, you know, because he's a football coach, as you probably know, and giving advice on, you know, what to eat and when to eat and, and things like that and giving attainable targets. And he would check in periodically as well. How's the diet going, mate? You know, and he, he was able to say good, bad, ugly, you know, and it gave some motivation. So would you say your mental and your physical health has improved as a result of yeah, the proper men's club? Yeah, unquestionably. Yeah, it definitely has. Mental health was the biggest concern, and that's been the biggest help. When it comes to, to weight or diet, you know, that's a bit more personal it's a bit more of a personal journey i suppose but definitely having my mental health better helped lose the weight i think the hardest part is the first walk it took me three months on social media to go on the first walk and once i did you sort of never look back it's that taking that first step and i know it's scary and i know that you feel like you're alone but you're really not taking that first step well thank you danny that's been brilliant Thanks for joining me, and uh, good luck. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Midlife Men. If you would like to find out more about The Proper Blokes Club, you can visit the website at www.thepropablokesclub.co.uk or you can email thepropablokesclub at gmail.com or you can call Scott on 07397 501110. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to cover in the podcast series, or if you have a story you'd like to share, then please contact me either on Twitter at MidlifeMen or email me at MidlifeMen01 at gmail.com. Join me next time when we talk to other Midlife Men about their stories. Maybe they'll resonate with you, and most likely, you're not alone.
Thank you.